everybody, it's Kedrick. And Mark. And we are back again for the latest installment of Is This Your Playlist? Um, before we get on today's topic, let's talk about what we've been up to this week. Mark, what have you been up to this week? What have I been up to? Well, last night, uh, my partner Tim and I saw Rock of Ages, the musical. Okay. It just opened up on Hollywood Boulevard at a place called the Bourbon Room, which is, I think that's actually what the building is called now, but it's also what the club in the theater, and I mean in the show, is called. So I think they're just trying to do like a fully immersive thing. If uh, it, it used to be Cinespace, I believe. Oh, I really oh it's where the... It's, it's, it's where the Spandau Ballet, spand ballet party was. Yeah, yeah, I never got to see it. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I kind of just realized last night that I'd been there for a couple other things as well. But um, it's a great, great show. It's fully immersive. They're like, they come out in the crowd. They're dancing and singing all nice. over the place. We really had so much fun. <clears throat> Anyone of note? Or is it just... Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, oh, uh, Frankie Grande. Yeah, I know who that is. Ariana Grande's brother. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was on like a Big Brother or something like that. I think that was kind of his claim to fame. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was a great show. It was super super fun. Nice. How about um, you? Um. Well, you know, last week I um, had a little hospital scare. I was nice. dehydrated and passed out at work. So. <laughs> That was fun. And you work at a gym. Wasn't anybody telling you, like, drink water, drink water, drink water? Well, no, it wasn't. I mean, literally, like, I was sick for the four days before that, and, and I should have probably stayed home that day, but I was like, let me just get there. I mean, I had the sweats that you just wear at home yeah. on that are just a little too short. Yeah. And my hashtag not a boy book of love shirt on and a hoodie and like and listeners you can't see but I'm like putting a hoodie over my head and I have glasses on and it's just like <laughs> it's just like oh. for days <laughs> it's like you couldn't see my eyes and it was just like here check you in I mean I was basically a zombie and um, what happened was um, somebody asked me for a drink and I said okay and then the next minute I'm on the floor and someone's holding my hand and the and the uh, paramedics came, and I was oh like, what happened? And they are like, you fell down. And I was like, you're kidding. And, like, some of the people that were on the cardio said that they heard the thump. <laughs> You'd expect those to be the people passing out, not the guy that's at the counter or whatever you're yeah. doing there. <laughs> so uh, so I was rushed to the hospital, and it uh, just came out that I had dehydration. So they gave me two big bags of, like, electrolyte yeah. fluids. And... Um, and literally sent me on my way. <laughs> um, yeah, never go to the emergency room without your wallet. Oh. Yeah. You had no idea or anything? Mm -mm. No, I mean, they had, I mean, at the, yeah, I mean, at, how did they do that? Anyway, we'll think, we'll talk about that. <laughs> anyway, so a little tip for people that live in the Coachella Valley. Um, yeah, drink we, water. Well, yeah, no, we have friends that have moved there recently, They have the, and they've just gotten into the habit of adding electrolytes mm -hmm. to their water. Heidi and Sharon. And um, <laughs> so as soon as when we go visit and we go to their house, they just, like, start plying us with glasses of water with the electrolytes in it. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes you just don't really think about it until, like, something happens, but I don't really want to go back to the hospital so i'm going to drink a lot of water i have a big mason jar here full of water and ice and fun sure stuff do. and um so that's what i've been doing i'm trying to think um other than that um i'm actually in la right now at mark's place again um because i was it was suggested to me that i take time off work 
yep. and come yep. and recuperate and not be alone. So I'm at because yeah, you're here for a little longer than you usually. Yeah. So I'm here at Steve's and uh, with the dogs, and it's been quite interesting. But I definitely miss the desert. Um, and uh, I saw my therapist today for the first time in 17 months, and I tried to just you know cram that into an hour, and so that was cool. Um, so I'm in a good place, and Mark. Kind of, uh, he texted me. He's like, "Hey, you want to you want to record? You want to record?" And I was like, "Oh, it's like, yeah, I guess." <laughs> uh, we're busy gentlemen, and we've got to seize the moment when we both have an hour or so to this sit is, down and talk. This is true. So uh, that being said, so today's episode, I, I'd like to say installment. Okay. Installment, installment. is on a Brit, the biggest British boy band slash man band. Take that. And yeah, uh, it's one of my, another one of my concepts just because uh, Gary Barlow's birthday is coming up. Happy birthday, Gary. Mark Owen's birthday is coming up. Happy birthday, Mark Owen. Is it safe to say that this is your second favorite band of, of all time? All time. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be New Kids on the Block, but now it's... What have back. they done for you lately? No, New Kids on the Block. Oh my God, they're so oh, good. Sorry, okay. I said it. That's a different show. <laughs> That's a that's a redo of uh, episode three of the first one. Um, so uh, so Mark and I are going to get our stick together, and uh, we will return with "Is this your playlist?" While every shelter pet is unique, some love a good game of fetch. Others would rather. Snuggle together on the couch. However, there is one thing that they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animal shelters and rescue groups? If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of the United States. Hey everybody, we're back, and uh, today we're going to talk about a band called Take That. And uh, for all intents and purposes, they were the biggest boy band, British boy band, ever. Except for the Beatles, I guess. Beatles are probably bigger. That's... And that was a question I had on my mind, is who, what do you think was, there was Beatlemania, there was Durandemonium, whatever you want Durand to call that, Bross. Bross, yep. And take, take and then that. take that. Yeah. And it's never kind of been and, since then. And like, mind you, that was definitely not all in America. No, we'll get to that though. Yeah. Um, so basically what happened was in 1990, New Kids on the Block were starting to just make waves over in England and uh, Nigel Martin-Smith wanted to do a British New Kids on the Block. So he, you know, he sought or he found Gary Barlow, my greatest love of my life. Um, he found Gary Barlow and Gary was already like had songs written and he, you know, he was doing gentlemen's clubs. And so Nigel Martin Smith's like, oh, great. So he worked around Gary. Gary. That's how it was. How supposed old, do you know to how old Gary was at the start? I do. Cause Gary's Gary is a month younger than me. Um, so he was, this was 1990. So Gary was 20, 19. 
and an accomplished songwriter already. Yeah. yeah. Wait, he couldn't have been 19. Wait. Yeah, probably a little younger, right? Do I need to go? No, 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 because he was born in 1971. So, yeah, he was 19. Yeah, he was 19 because he's a month younger than me. Yeah, respect your elders, Gary. Just kidding. Um, so, um, so he came up with this concept, and um, he got uh, Howard Donald and Jason Orange were on a TV show called The Hitman and Her, uh, produced by Pete Waterman. Doing what? Dancing. As an act, or no, just dancing? Just dancing, just dancers. And So, like, they'd dance behind other... Probably stock cake and waterman type acts because yeah. wasn't it a? It was, was like a like an American wasn't band Hitman, band. Wasn't Hitman and Hitman and her specifically? It wasn't a stock cake and waterman thing. Okay, um, it was like a late night, like American bandstand, and so they so he got them and then um, there's this um, there's this funny story that Mark told Mark Owen told in the documentary about how he um, he was getting out of the car. Uh, to go, you know, to the audition, and he was six. No way, he was seventeen. Robbie Williams was sixteen, and he said that he saw this other guy having the same conversation with his mom. Just let it go. Let, let oh, mom, let me go. <laughs> and it was Rob, and that's how they met. So, uh, so you know, they've been they were really good friends after that. It was where it would take that because, like, when they came out, like, Nigel wanted them to be controversial, so he put them in, like, lycra and, and bondage gear and, and cod pieces and so, stuff. Yeah, this is, well, this is one of my questions is, didn't they get their start playing, like, in gay clubs? Yeah, they did. But I don't think that was particularly uncommon either. That No, that's where, that's where a lot of bands start cut their teeth. Right. So they, they started them playing there and then sort of moved it into the mainstream. Yeah, they, um, well, they, and they had the, the infamous video, Do What You Like, the first single. <laughs> what is the first thing I've written down in my notes? Take that Do What You Like video. That video. That video. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there, there was <laughs> Look a lot. Look it up, listeners. Yeah, there was a lot of jelly and naked, was a lot of and jelly naked, and spikes and, and leather. And naked butts at the end, um, which they hated. Um, so then came Promises and uh, Once You Tasted Love, and those were just top 40 hits and, so they relented. Gary didn't want to do a cover because Gary wrote songs. And so they, you know, they just said, okay, fine. So they did It Only Takes a Minute and uh, a cover of the Tavares song. And that got them into the charts. And then it just went up and up and up from there. Um, what did they, Were their singles released from this album after that? Did they re- re- reissue any yeah. of the other singles? Mm-mm. Nope. Which I'm surprised about, but no, they, they just, just they just kind of went on. quickly into the next album, I guess. Well, no, they still had. Oh no, they still what, had. What, one, what other singles? They had four, sing, four more. Um, um, Nigel brought in, and this is probably where the Robbie Gary feud started. Um, uh, Nigel Martin Smith brought in um, Ian Levine to produce three songs. He, they did a million love songs, which is basically Gary's version, like the version that they that you hear is basically Gary's version, uh-huh. you know, nothing tweaked. But then you have I Found Heaven and Could It Be Magic? And that's where, like, Ian Levine likes to kind of, like, stir the pot a little bit. So he was like, oh, well, I want this one to sing leads on these. And Gary was, less, uh, Robbie, I'm sorry. He wanted Robbie to sing leads on these songs, and Gary was like, but I'm the lead singer. And that's where I think the Gary-Robbie, like, beef started. Right from the beginning. Yep, right from the start. So, um... 
you know, uh, could it be magic actually got them into like, that was like superstar territory and they got them to number three. And, uh, then 1993 in June, they put out Prey with a very gorgeous video shot in Acapulco. And, uh, you know, they're in various stages of undress and, you know, <laughs> go, you know, rubbing their bodies really slow. And, and it was just such a great song. And that was their first number one. So. And that was the first single from the second album. That was the first single from everything changes album, which is a really good album actually. Um, <clears throat> so, so then they wanted them to do another cover and someone had suggested relight my fire, you know, Dan Hartman and Lolita Holloway's relight my fire. And they wanted the record company wanted like a big black woman to sing the the woman's part because <laughs> that's, that's not what, what they got. <laughs> no, they didn't. Still the voice, but quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so then they they brought somehow Lulu got into the mix, a tiny white woman, and uh, she had had she had just kind of had success with Independent had come out Independence had come out so. Yeah, a major comeback. Yeah, that was, yeah, because she hadn't done anything in a while. And so, I mean, and it was another number one, and it took her career into the next level. And they went on tour together in 1994, and I got to see it, like, three or four times, and it was such a great did, show. Was she actually doing her own set, or just guesting yeah. on the oh, no, song? Oh, no, she did her own set. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it was It was Take That, Lulu, and Ultimate Chaos. And, Who uh, now? Huh? Who now? It, Ultimate Chaos, Lulu. Uh, Ultimate Chaos. Who's that? Oh, they're this. Um, they're sort of like a. They're a boy band. <laughs> <laughs> a boy band that never really happened. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, listeners. I'm sort of scratchy voice. So if I if I stop talking, just keep listening. Um, so then, um, you know, they had t- two more number ones off that album, and they were supposed to have the. They were tipped to have the Christmas number one that year with Babe, which was Mark Owen's first lead, which was like huge, huge, huge song. And um, it got stumped to the top by Mr. Mr. Blobby. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I was just listening to another podcast and they did a whole thing about Mr. Blobby. And, I, was, had to, and I had to YouTube it. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. It really was ridiculous. And, you should also look up Mr. Blobby on YouTube and see what we're talking about. Yeah, so silly. So then that brings them. That brings you to, uh, yeah, ninety four and um, nobody else. Nobody else. Um, I got to meet Gary Barlow that summer of ninety four in San Francisco. Because here's the thing: I don't know how they do it, but I'm. I, I don't know. Girls <laughs> are very. What's the word I'm trying to think of? They can find anyone they want. So all of a sudden I get this phone call at one in the morning and I'm just like, what? And it's just this group of girls and that I hang out with. And they're like, are you laying down? Are you sitting down? I'm like, it's one in the morning. <laughs> what do you want? You know, I was just like, I was tired. And they're like, Gary's in San Francisco. And I flew up and I was just like, okay, start. Go. You were in LA at the time. I was in LA at the time. Yeah. And, uh, Gary's in San Francisco. Gina found her him and i was like so what does that mean we're driving up tomorrow and we drove to san francisco thinking you were just gonna run into him somewhere no what was was the plan gina no no, gina knew what hotel he was in (laughs) i'm telling you these girls i don't know what it is they can find stuff out anyway so i met met him he was he was so nice he was so nice and 
I mean, he sat at the piano with us, and he was oh, about wow. to start singing at the, "Babe" at the hotel piano. At the hotel piano, I Very mean, he cool. spent so much time with us, and I'm sure he was thrilled that anybody was, knew who he was because they were very low profile yeah he was still in america yeah he was kind of like well you know how do you know who we are and we're like oh gary yeah okay don't that's start okay with me. yeah don't <laughs> yeah, we know who you are and um wait can i ask you really quick sure um how did you know who the, how did you know about them for the first time oh my god that's so great of you to ask that i yeah was, no go ahead yeah <laughs> um i first i first discovered them in the back of Rolling Stone magazine, they used to have these the charts, and they had the UK charts and um, <clears throat> the British charts. It said it only takes a minute. Number eight, take that RCA. That was it. So I was living in. Oh, actually, you know what? When I no no no. Um, when we when we met Gary, I was living in Bakersfield that at that time. So you were wait, half, was I, you were halfway there. No wait, I was living in Long Beach. I was living in Long Beach. I know where I was living anyway. So, um, back to my question. Last to your question. So, um, uh, so we drove down from Long from from Long Beach to um, to West Hollywood, and there used to be a record store called Perfect Beat. Yes. And I walked in and I saw a twelve-inch single, and there was a. It was five guys on the cover, and there was one guy with blonde, spiky hair and a striped tank toppy shirt. And I was like, "Who is that?" And that was "Take That I Found Heaven," and uh, and they had the CD single for "It Only Takes a Minute," and that's where it started. And I just, um, you know, girls in England will. I mean, I can't tell you how many care packages I got would take that pictures. I mean. It's so silly and it's so whatever. Well, it's not gonna be silly to you, Mark. But yeah, I, but I like I my have, whole you're talking to somebody that has like boxes of Smash Hits <laughs> magazine, which that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna interrupt really quick because I think that's how I knew of them is is because I was an avid Smash Hits reader, which listeners, if you don't know, was sort of like the bible of pop music in the UK and other countries had their own versions, but um, original star yes yeah, star hits in America, which didn't last very long, yeah. but Smash Hits is very legendary in the UK. And I would just flip through the pages and say, just, just see what looked interesting or yeah. see who they were writing about a lot. Yeah. And then I would just try and find the record and see what it was just out of curiosity. So I think based on that, I found a used <coughs> copy of, um, of the first album. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, my whole bedroom was take that pictures, like just wall to wall. And I'm like 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was interesting when i bring guys home oh because <laughs> they're like i can't see any listeners but i'm basically just like looking around at the walls like they're like oh you have pictures on the wall of, of young gentlemen <laughs> and, um, and who are they and uh so that's so that's where it was but um but mark actually um he started to talk about nobody else and uh, do you want to talk about Nobody Else? Uh, that was the third album, and Back for Good was the first single, correct? Second. Second single. What was the first single from that? Sure. sure. Well, Back for Good's a lot better than Sure, in my opinion. And Sure... Uh, How did Sure do? Number one. Oh, well, there you go. What do I know? Um, it's a very interesting... Um, watch the video, the long-form video, um, where they, they, uh, they do a little acting in Robbie's... <laughs> Robbie sort of plays this sort of like, like mom character, like, come on, Mark, 
blah, 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 blah. It's, it's hilarious, but that's also where the cracks started to show. Yeah. Anyway, when the album came out... Well, in America, they skipped the second album entirely. It was not released in the U.S. Nope. So... Um, Somebody at the record label, I, they were so huge by then, I guess they figured they'd give it another try here in America, and, and well, it worked. Well, our Nobody Else was a mix of Everything Changes and oh, Nobody Else. See, I don't have that one, so I don't know. Um, and if you look at the cover of ours, they black Robbie out. Oh, no, that I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at a record store at the time, and oh, yeah, it right. was funny. Um so yeah, you know, Back for Good, number one, and it actually um, ended up being number seven in the U.S. And um, they came here and they did a promotional tour, and once again, I knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody, and we got, like, backstage, you know, access passes to the, you know, their, like, meet and greet, and they knew who we were, and, like, they just, they talked with us, and it was great, and I tried not to talk to Gary too much, because I was, like, so in love with him. And uh, so, um, and then they did a, we had a radio station here called Star 98.7. Right. And they did an, a, they did a, an interview at the record, or the radio station. There was literally seven people there. <laughs> Me and my friend Gia was and the, these two, these two, another couple, a guy and a girl, and then three other people. And we got in and I was on the radio with them and. Had the song already like peaked in the U.S. or it was just starting to. No, it, it was it was in the top ten the week that they came. Oh. So because they so it had, wasn't exactly a mania here in America. No, not yet. But I mean, it was number seven. I mean, for them that was great because um, it's not easy to do. Um, so you know, they said, "Okay, we're coming back to do clubs," and uh, you know, I got on the radio and I we called my friend Austin on the radio, and Austin didn't believe it was really them, and I'm like, Austin, it's them. And uh, so that was a really, really cool moment. And um, I'll have to try and find the pictures of that <clears throat> to post up on the um, social medias. Um, so basically, you know, they had to do a tour because Robbie left two weeks before the Nobody Else tour. And um, so they did the tours, the four piece. And but they never came back to America. They never came back to so America. Was- no. On, and this is always funny to talk about because they did How Deep Is Your Love and they were going to release it. So they had a press conference to say that How Deep Is Your Love is the last single. And it happened to be on February 13th, 1996. That's Robbie's birthday. Uh, well, it's <laughs> also know? a little timely to put that song out for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it, that was the I, original I, plan. Yeah, well, I think it was more like a kind of step to Robbie. Wait, and that was from a Greatest Hits album. Is that what that, that became? From, that was from the Greatest Hits album. So. so Back for Good was the final album with the original. Nobody else. Sorry, nobody else, sorry, was the final album. With the original lineup until 2011. But we will get to that in the next segment. And uh, keep on listening to Is This Your Playlist? Hey, this is Steve, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? with Kedrick and Mark. Hey, this is Mark, and welcome back to Is This Your Playlist? So, Kedrick. Yes? Take that. We're so huge, in the UK especially, that when they broke up, they they had to set up hotlines for the the kids. (laughs) Because they were they were just breaking down. They couldn't take it. They didn't know what to do with themselves. Did you have to call? <laughs> was it tragic when Robbie left? No. 
Oh no, they set up hotlines when they broke up. When Robbie left? I mean, I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with Rob. It's like, I saw the tour. You didn't really think about like him not being there until they did a part that he does. Um, and, and Gary got to sing Smells Like Teen Spirit because Robbie was supposed to sing that. And Gary had dropped all this weight and like worked out and he had black pants. I don't think pants. nobody take that should be singing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Well, don't, listen, uh, don't judge until you hear it, mister. <laughs> I don't know about that. But um, anyway, maybe I, I got things out of order. So they after the Back for Good album, Robbie left. Yeah. And then... He, well, he actually left... Right after before the, the single, after, right after Back for Good. Right, so when did the breakup happen exactly? They did the Greatest Hits album. Okay, so. How they, Deep Is Your Love? Yeah, and they broke up. That's when they broke up. After they did that. all the press for um, How Deep Is Your Love, which was their last number one, and then they broke up. Um, Gary went solo. What about my favorite, Take That single, which was released from that Greatest Hits album also, which was Never Forget? Oh, yeah, so Robbie left between. Um, Back for Good and Never Forget. So they did all the press for Never Forget as a four-piece. Oh, they did. Yeah. I love that the single version that was reproduced by Jim Steinman. Was that correct? Yeah. It's epic. Yeah. I love that song. And how bizarre that they, they recorded that as a five-piece. <coughs> and if you listen to the lyrics, it's basically like, we know we're on, we're, this, this is, is the end it. of it. Yeah, I always, thought that was, I always thought that was kind of weird that they would put out a song like that. Someday soon, this will all be someone else's dream. But I'm a kind of a sucker for a song that's like about the band, and then you throw in like orchestration and everything by Jim, you know, yeah. an over the top Jim Steinman production. Well, Gary, the kids was, chorus. Well, Gary was, you know, he was touted to be the next George Michael, and so they broke up. And yeah, never forget it. Live, never forget is just like amazing because they have all this stuff at the end. You know, it's like. You raise your hands, never forget, and right. you clap, and everybody, I mean, literally, like, the whole audience. It's got, like, a Radio it. Gaga situation, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's, um, you know, and Howard got to sing lead on that one, and, um, and yeah, it was there, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was a weird, sad thing. When they broke up, I was bummed, because, you know, they, I loved them at that time, and, um, you know, but it is what it is, but, fast forward 10 years, and, um, I don't know, did you see the documentary? I, I'm not 100% sure if I did. I don't recall. I don't own it, so. Okay. Um, well, they did a documentary because they were, it was, um, it was 10 years on and the record company wanted to release a Greatest Hits album. And so they all agreed to do it, even Rob, which was a big thing. It was a big deal. Right, because by then he'd had an he incredibly was, successful solo yeah, career. And he really just, he was not nice to them. And yeah, so it was a big deal. He came back and he did the, you know, he did the interview and um, it was good. Um, and so that prompt, I mean, the documentary like broke TV records and, and it prompted them to like, <laughs> they went on, they went on, um, TV and said um, the same thing that they said at the um, at the breakup press conference. They said at the re at the reunion com the reunion one, which was which was um, I'm sorry, but the I'm sorry, but the um, the rumors are true and take that or going back on tour. <laughs> I saw that and you could have punched me in the mind. face. Yeah, I mean you could have punched me in the face. 
And I went, I saw it, they were, oh, the end of the documentary, they were, you know, they all came together because they hadn't seen each other since they broke up. Um, maybe Gary and Mark had, because I think Mark did, I think Gary produced like a couple of Mark songs. But, you know, so they're waiting for Rob and waiting for Rob and waiting for Rob. And he sends like a video message. And it was kind of like a sort of slap in the face. <laughs> so we're just like, whatever. So, um, so I went to see the concert tour, the reunion tour, and it was absolutely amazing. Oh, God, it was so amazing. <sighs> Who opened for that tour? Um, uh, Juliet Roberts. Really? Juliet Roberts is known as a backup singer, mainly, right? Oh, no, wait. Juliet Roberts. She oh, No, she did the Nobody Else tour, because um, she sang Lulu's. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Who opened for them? And I'm only asking... Oh, Beverly I, Knight. Because I know these, they're such huge shows that they tend to have pretty big acts as right. opening it. Which, and she was, she was pretty big over in the UK. Never really crossed over to America. Yeah, but she's she's still out there recording. And then they did a they did like a second leg of the tour, bigger venues, and um, it was Beverly Knight and the Sugar Babes, Sugar Babes, and um, so then so that was March of. I'm sorry, that was May of 2006, and then um, they announced at one of the concerts that they were, that they had just got signed to a record deal, and they were going to put out new music, and they got signed to Polydor, and the first single that they put out was called Patience, Patience. and um, it was really, really good, and it was very Take That, and um, you know, they went on, to, and they had another number one in Shine, and... You know, they just kind of like went strength to strength. Yeah, no, just the, with with that album and then everything that's followed. I just really feel like they really found their sound. Like the first album's very Euro pop, which is why I liked it so much. And then the next one's a little ballad heavy. It's a little more soulful. Uh, Nobody else also has a little bit more of an Americanized sort of R and B flavor yeah. to a lot of it. But then. With uh, beautiful, beautiful world, right? Is that what it's called? Beautiful um, world. Beautiful yeah, world. Yep. yeah. It's it's got a little folky elements to some of it. Listeners, but it's just really beautifully produced and listeners. Mark has all of his take that CDs. Bye, Tim. Bye, Bye Tim. <laughs> Bring me something hot, hot and, and sweet back. <laughs> there you go. Subscribe today. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mark's man. Um, yeah, um, the funny thing, like, my favorite song on this album was Mark's song, What You Believe In, and um, it is very folky, very guitarish. and, um, you know, Jason Orange actually sings lead on for the first time on Wooden Boat, and, um, you know, so, and the Beautiful World Tour was really good. It just really sounded great. I mean, you know, it was really just, it was very modern, but it was very take that. It was definitely the transition from boy band to man band, though. And it, Very and much it, so. And it was. And here's the thing. They were bigger than they ever were before. Yeah, that was the, it was you know? really insane to see how big those shows and and the next one, I think, was the, even the bigger. Circus. The circus. Oh I mean, I've seen I've seen that on DVD, and it's insane. I um I experienced that circus tour. Here's the thing with the circus: the circus was very Beatles. Yes, I mean very Beatles. Yes, and um, 
there was a there was some there was a few good songs. Jason's song "How Did It Come to This," which was written about Amy Winehouse, actually was my favorite song on the album. Oh, really? Um, I didn't really like "Greatest Day," but I mean, it, it grows on you because it doesn't really have a it doesn't kind of go anywhere. It's just like I think I like "Circus" better than "Beautiful World." I wrote they, down um, "Hold Up the Light." Yeah, that's I Mark's, love. That's, that uh, was supposed to be a single. Garden, I the think, is really good. Hello. Yeah, and greatest day. I, yeah. I wrote those down as my favorites. Yeah, those were. I mean, the garden was a single in Europe because there's a video. Um, Hold up a light was supposed to be the last single on the album, and it's the. I think one it's of one of the, the most obvious tracks to be a single on there. Yeah. Um, well, he got Mark got up all night. That was his. That was his single, and um, I did like. Um, oh, oh God! <laughs> I can't think of it. Um, it's a slow one. Uh God, I can't. <laughs> Listen, um, as my my at this point in their career, my collection goes digital, so I don't have the circus sitting in front of me. Um, <laughs> oh, sh- I can't believe I can't remember what this song is. Come back in, to it. In, I'll the, find in out. the video, they were dressed as clowns. Um, wow, I can't believe it. Okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> so I saw the circus tour um, at Wembley Stadium. Okay, there's not very many people I'll see in a stadium. I mean. That's all that they were playing, and said it all. <laughs> uh, yep, listeners, Mark, Mark just Mark just sneakily uh, brought up the um, the album the, uh, titles. Album tracks, yeah, so the song I was trying to think of is said it all. Um, I saw Wembley Stadium, the Circus Tour, and it was insane. They came out on this big elephant. And it was just like, it was like such pomp and circumstance. It was like, oh, here we are. We're so and big. they had like, didn't they have like circus performers mm-hmm. and stuff just like yep. parading all over the stage? It's It really is. That's another thing. Definitely look it up on YouTube. Watch yeah. clips from it. It's, yeah. It was, the, I mean, one of the cool things is that they did set it all and they had the, the clown makeup on from the video and they did that, but then they did do what you like, which is awesome which in clown makeup yeah (laughs) um so their their live shows are probably the best live shows i've ever seen they put so much like technical stuff and just visual stuff and they are on point take that's on point anyone any of these pop groups that come after them just really need to take it page from them because they're just yeah these these tours for all these reunion albums have just been but even the even the so first, over the top and insane. But even the first time round, they did the Beatles medley like on a like they had a B stage above the audience, and they did it. And um, so yeah, and the circus, the support acts. The time I saw them were James Morrison and the Saturdays, <clears throat> and Lady Gaga opened one night, but not wow. the night that I <laughs> saw it, and she was just coming out. Right. So, so it was big, big, big. How do you follow that? You know, and how do you follow that with my favorite album? Um, you know, here's the thing. Um, Rob's, Rob's career was kind of like on this weird trajectory down. This is post rude box. Yeah. Is that right? I love rude. Box. I love rude box too. So okay, we're, people, we're, I don't, we could do a show on yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's, that's, that's a, Fantastic yeah, we'll, album from we'll, we'll beginning do, to end. We'll do that on February thirteenth. <laughs> um, so his his you know his his thing was kind of coming down, and theirs was still going up, and it was bought around the time of Bodies when Bodies came out. Okay, and 
there was this big charity show on TV and they were all like Rob did his song and then they came out and did one. So there was a crossover where the five of them were on stage together. People went nuts. And, um, so they, uh, they announced that they were going to do another album as, uh, the original lineup. And, uh, it was called progress. And Oh my God, here's the thing. Like I listened to it like, uh, well, okay. So I got it like, like two or three weeks before it came out. How'd you do that? I can't tell you my <laughs> part. Um, so uh, I was kind of wary to listen to it because the circus wasn't really one of my favorites. So I was just kind of like, I had it for a week or so, and I was just like, yeah. They had put out The Flood. The Flood was amazing. The Flood's a beautiful song, but it's not really a taster of what's to come. Not it's it's close. more traditional. Big. It's a big ballad, big choruses and everything. Oh, my God. God, so I listened to it, so when I got to track six, seven, you know, uh, I was like, I couldn't believe how electronic and dancey and they sounded good. It's almost like industrial at times. And I was like, like Underground Machine, Rob's song, Underground Machine, and Happy Now, those are my two favorites. And they just, I couldn't believe how good it was, you know? And they all got a song. Um, I love Howard's affirmation. I love um, affirmation too. Robbie got his, you know, Robbie got leads on like five or five of them, I think. And um, so then, and the album <clears throat> was the fastest selling album of the millennium. And then they announced the tour. And the tour was the fastest selling tour in British ticket history. Wow. And another major, major production. Yeah. I mean, Here's the thing. They didn't need him. He doesn't need them. Wait, did I say that right? <laughs> they didn't need him. He didn't need them, but what they needed They certainly each helped other. each other. Yeah, I think they helped it gave him. him get, they, 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 they helped, it gave him a boost. Yeah. It helped him get his mojo back. Yeah. And um, so another big stadium tour, and then he left. And that was fun. And everybody's was, been fine yeah, since. Yeah, everyone's been fine. Everyone's cool. Um after that... Well, it wasn't just progress. It was progressed oh, as well. God, yes. Oh, Part two. God, I forgot about that. Man and Love, Love. Oh, my God. Those are my, those are my songs. What... Um, maybe maybe it skipped... Maybe I've already... We've skipped past it. But what... Um, they had a massive song from a movie. Was that Greatest Day? No, that was Rule the World. Rule the World. What is Rule the World on? For it, Rule the World's not on anything. It's just on that soundtrack? Mm-hmm. And what was the movie? Uh, Do Stardust. you remember? Stardust. So much bigger song than a movie yeah as it turned out because that was a huge huge hit for them um i forgot to i forgot to talk about this um okay so there was a teaser of something and i remember going online and it just said robbie williams gary barlow shame (laughs) right and i'm like (laughs) i'm like what the hell is that and so for Robbie's, so that all ha- that happened before that was the before progress, progress album. That, that was like the warm up. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So for Robbie's third or for Robbie's greatest hits album, uh, they did a song together, and the video is very um, broke back mountain. Broke back mountain. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it because I mean they had beef, and they didn't like each other. And so for them to do that was pretty huge. It was pretty huge. And it was a great song. They sounded great. It was very folky. Yes. And um, 
Yeah, the, bro- the Brokeback Mountain video is kind of like, yeah, it's just kind of like, it's cool, but kind of like... <laughs> yeah, that's something like that Robbie has always played around with. There's always been like gay rumors like yeah. that followed him for years and years, and he totally just sort of played it up and, and played with, you know, his audience. Yeah. It was always a very wink-wink. So... So Robbie left, and um, Gary was the ju- one of the judges on the British X Factor for years, and they put out two more albums, Three and Wonderland, and um, they were pretty quiet for about a year or so, and then they put out Odyssey, <clears throat> and they went on tour. Um, Jason actually left before the album Three, so they've been a trio ever since. Right. I really loved the Three album. It was a good album. It's... It's uh, another change of sound, mm-hmm. I think. Very much just more like mainstream pop dance. I loved Lead in the Sun. I love Lead in the Sun, too. was one um, I wrote down. And um, These Days was a good one. And, um, yeah, it was just a great and, album. Into they the Wild, it, Get Ready For It, Love Life. I oh, guess I really like that one. And did you know that Get Ready For It was the theme for the first uh, Kingsman movie? Uh, I mean, I probably knew it at the time. <laughs> Can't remember at all, but but it was a cool change of sound. It was a very upbeat album. Yeah, I got to. I actually got to see them a few times live, and so they put out Odyssey, and they you know they kind of did little tweaks to the um, to the songs, and um, they went on an Odyssey tour last year, and I didn't get to see it unfortunately, but they're just doing they're doing really well. Um, have you heard anything, any whispers about a new album or anything? Uh, no, they're t- Gary's. Gary just got appointed the music ambassador for some cruise line in England, and he's going on these cruises. Really? That's and you can perf- meet him and stuff? Yeah, to perform and yeah. everything. And I'm that like, seems like an odd thing for somebody in his position to do, but hey. Hey, you know. He wrote uh, the musical Finding Neverland as well, right? He did. He did. And he was in New York. And I think he was here for the Grammys that year. I, I just saw an ad for it opening somewhere here. Not a big theater, but somewhere maybe Orange County or something like that. Really? That would be nice if he was here. Um, so, um, yeah, so they're taking time off. And um, <laughs> Jason kind of went into hiding. That's And then nobody's seen him, right? Like, they haven't, nobody's talked to him? It's like, Jason, uh, dude, you made the easiest money of all of them. You didn't have to do anything. You you strummed your guitar, you loved that, and you sang two or three songs. Yeah, but he just, whatever, but Robbie's on the hunt. Wait, wait, can we go back to that for a second? Did he strum his guitar? He did strum And when did they start playing instruments? They started playing instruments. Because they didn't play on the first album, did they? Well, they played um, on the third tour, the Nobody Else tour, they played... um, Another Brick in the Wall, and Smells Like Teen Spirit. But they literally just played on those two albums, because they usually have a backing band. They dance, they harmonize, they sing. Yeah, but they... But they weren't known as a band band. Yeah, but they played those songs. They were on stage with their things. And they've always had musical, you know, capabilities, but, you know, first time around, you're a boy band. You're not supposed to... Right, no, I know, get it, that's not what they were intended as, but I think, you know, eventually you... To help you write songs, you know, things like that. You learn instruments. Well, that was the cool thing about when they got back together. Um, like, Gary said that they were all going to get writing credits so they all can make money. Right. And that was cool. So, um, on that note, we're going to... That's it for Take That.
And um, we're going to come back. But there's with, all these solo albums and whatnot. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll talk. Maybe we'll, we'll mention them in the honorable mentions part coming up in a few. Hey, this is Brent from Probe 7, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? So, uh, this is Kedrick. And Mark. And we are going to do the honorable mentions part. We're going to go rapid fire and we're just going to name some of our favorite Take That songs. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Go, Mark, start. Uh, Promises from the first album. Everything Changes. (laughs) Uh, Kids. Pretty Things. Oh, we're going to hang on that album, huh? Uh, uh, Affirmation. (laughs) <laughs> give good feeling <laughs> okay you gotta slow down here slow down everything changes uh i said everything oh you changes. did oh relight my fire okay i get two now because you <laughs> um sure and once you tasted love um take that and party it's come just on, come on, silly come on, take that and fun can i just say like the first i love the first album is so like trashy euro beat and that's don't you think like Euro pop? Okay, but we're not talking about it. We're on honorable mentions. Okay, so uh, let's see. Let's do two more songs each. I'll start. Love, love. Um, Giants. I love Giants. <laughs> um, Beatles medley. Oh, is that cheating? No, it's not cheating. It's on the back for good single. It's also on that weird Greatest Hits album that I have. I know, right? Did you see that? I did, yeah. I have it. Um, Lead in the Sun. Well, that's it for another episode of Is This Your Playlist? Mark and I would love to thank you for listening to this episode dedicated to amazing man band British heartthrobs take that and we want to give a double birthday shout out to Gary Barlow whose birthday is on January 20th and Mark Owen's birthday which is on January 27th check out their Odyssey live DVD and if you like what you hear share the links on social media you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at ITYP number two underscore podcast or email us at is this your playlist at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week.